Game time. You're listening to the House League Heroes podcast with your hosts, Riley Barton and Tanner Chuby. Follow the guys on Instagram at underscore Riley Barton underscore and Tanner C-H-U-B-E-Y. Welcome back. Season two, episode two of House League Heroes. My name's Riley Barton, joined by Tanner. Tanner, how are you doing? I'm good. A weird recording on a Tuesday today, but apparently yeah. some terrible weather you guys have gotten <laughs> back in Alberta, from what I hear. Yeah, now that you're back in uh, flatlands over there, uh, things are a bit more tame for you. But yeah, we had uh, snow in the start of May. It was... I don't even know how to explain it. And not even a little bit of snow, not, not just like some flakes or like hail kind of thing. It was literally like a solid 10 centimeters of snow was on the ground. Dude, that drive back from Calgary is the longest stretch of just, <laughs> I've never wanted to put a bullet to my head so bad. Oh, it's it, bad. It's really it's bad. It's so boring. There's nothing to see. I mean, you got Kindersley, Saskatchewan. You got the <laughs> good old co-op there. Yeah. It's always always a blast but sight yeah no it's been beautiful here in terms of weather um went golfing last week i need to go golfing the one too. day the one day we went got absolutely poured on. oh yeah that's Just, usually how it works so and then by the time the ninth hole was done it beautiful birds yeah. were chirping sun was out so <laughs> i don't know what you expect um, that's just where we it, live in canada i know it's weird but at least we don't get earthquakes and tornadoes yeah, and I'll, I'll take it i'll take the, the crazy weather Exactly. Well, crazy weather, crazy hockey going on right now. There's so much happening. Um, quickly, before we start off getting to everything in the playoffs, because that's where the meat and potatoes are, as a fan of a team whose team isn't even in the playoffs, the fact the NHL has marketed the draft lottery tonight so poorly, I didn't even know it was happening. There's a draft lottery tonight? There's a draft lottery <laughs> tonight. It's happening. That wasn't even like set up. I had no idea. I got the notification on my phone this morning. I had no clue that it was happening. Oh my God. I mean, not that it matters. We lose our pick either this year or yeah. next year, depending on the land. But I couldn't believe it. How do you market? I get the playoffs are on right now, but there's still 16 other teams that would, I don't know, have something to look forward to. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's like it's a little it's just a little bit extra right yeah you would want the people not watching there's still a lot of teams not in the playoffs but like yeah that's that's actually crazy i had no idea <laughs> well it's usually an entertaining yeah thing i mean i like you're to watch kind of on the edge of your seat until yeah. your team gets booted out yeah but exactly it still still can grab some viewers i don't i just can't believe they've i had no no idea they no. marketed that so poorly um that's rough for the rest of the fan bases um, who do you think is going to take it tonight? Who do you think wins it? I don't know. I, I mean, like, who all has their picks right now? Like, what teams are up there? Like, obviously, Montreal's up there. Montreal. Uh, I don't know why the notification I got was New Jersey has an 8.5% chance. Interesting. That was the... Um, so, Chicago is a lot... They lose one of their first-round picks this year or next year. Uh, they're lottery-protected, though. So, if they okay. win the lottery, they get it this year. Um, which knowing their luck, they will, they'll pick like second or third and then their pick next year will pick Bedard or something. Yeah, exactly. We'll just That's cry it over it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Arizona is obviously going to yeah. be in there, I would think. <laughs> so I don't Ottawa. know. Ottawa, hopefully, I don't know. Whoever gets it. Pierre Maguire just got fired. Maybe there's some good karma coming for yeah, them. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I saw the worst part was, uh, 
a lot of people commenting it was a bad firing because now he's got to come back on the broadcast. <laughs> yeah, I um, saw that. Everyone's like, now we have to listen to him on TV again. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get right into the playoffs. And we'll start with, with the hot one last night, the Calgary Flames. They have not looked uh, like the offensive threat they were in the regular season. I think some of us expected that coming in against Dallas. They play a very structured defensive style especially come playoff time and things were looking a little scary for flames fans they had only managed three goals in the first two games jake ottinger was standing on his head joe pavelski was running the show but the series is tied after last night it was a convincing win i'd say uh minus jake ottinger still trying to will that team to another win yeah Ottinger, he's been playing great i like he's a very young goalie and he he's I guess he's kind of the perfect goalie for Dallas. He's super well-structured, and he plays good form. He doesn't panic. He's in position. And I think a lot of the time, the Flames have made him look really good just because they're shooting it at this kid who's in position. They aren't doing a lot to put bodies in front of him and tip pucks and stuff like that, or at least they're struggling to. And, yeah, he's he's been playing really solid for them. He's, he's a big kid, too. Like, I remember Huge. last year... <laughs> Uh, I picked him up in fantasy hockey. That's when I first heard about him because Dallas was having a lot of goalie problems last year, and he played great in the the shortened season. He's played great this year, but like I did not realize how big this kid was. He's kind of got a baby face, so maybe yeah, that, that throws you away, off a little but, bit. But yeah, he's a huge netminder, takes up a lot of space, and that that save he had on Toffoli in the first, I oh saw my that. God. I, like, I felt bad over. for Toffoli, man. Like Toffoli's been itching, and he has not been playing the way he, he i know he wants to be playing or that the flames want him to be playing because he's really struggling right now but either way honest. he like he wanted that and that sucks that when i got robbed <laughs> when i saw that save i was like it's over the, yeah. the stars are winning this in five i was like <laughs> that's just the icing on the cake all the stars look like they're asleep besides lindholm um what is like as someone who roots for the flames like what is it just about this dallas team that they can't see i know they did last night but why can they just not figure out this system that rick bonus puts in front of them like even in the regular season they were close games yeah i think something to do with dallas makes the flames play down to that level they get scared they know they're defensive and i don't know calgary is more of an offensive team especially this year you know like with their you know they got two players with over 100 points and then you start struggling against dallas as bad as they've been struggling like it, it sucks and i think a lot of it is um, mentality. I know one of my buddies was saying that they need a new sports psychologist because they're really just in their own heads, and I think that's a big part of it because they know they can score. They proved it last night. I know there wasn't really a lot of five-on-five action, but still, either way, they know they can figure Ottinger out, and they know they can figure the defense out. It's I think it's mostly just personal problems at the moment. Well, like up until last night, Goudreau had, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say looked invisible. He had had a lot of chances, but he looked yeah. very frustrated with himself that he couldn't put that goal away. He had the penalty shot. He finally, they finally found him. And what a, first of all, yeah, disgusting, dirty. dirty. That's, I think <laughs> that could be, that, that, five could be hole, a, that was so nice. That could be a turning point for Goudreau. I think I, even though it was just a, a penalty shot, I mean, one-on-one with the netminder that, but now he knows that he can like figure that. him out, right? He knows he still has those hands. The other night, um, on Saturday night, I don't know if you watched the game, he had a breakaway with about a minute minute 30, maybe two minutes 30 left to tie the game. And he shot. And I, I was so mad. I, I didn't even know what to do. I was so frustrated. Everyone was. We were all watching the game together, all the boys, and everyone was pissed off. Like, why do you shoot the puck there, man? You have hands. We know you have hands. Use them. 
Well, and then he does. I feel like he's not shooting enough. Either. He's not. I feel like not. he's almost in his head. There's there's been a few odd man rushes I've seen with him, and I'm like, he man. just takes it too long. It's either yeah, I don't know. There's been too many passes from this Flames team. They're looking for put, something pretty. It's like start shooting the puck. Who cares if he's making the saves? Keep shooting. Yeah, put a low shot on. Hope for a rebound, like just something. Yeah, like, especially Goudreau. Like, I'm sorry, the Rockstar Zone. It just it's not open in the playoffs, and no. he has a lot of these chances in the slot, and he's not taking them. Um, the rest of that line, Kachuk, he's been getting under people's skin. I think he needs to he needs to step up as well offensively. I think the they consensus talk. with Kachuk is that he, yeah, he did a good job of pissing them off, especially Klingberg, as we've seen. But it's time to start playing now. Like you're mm-hmm. done. That role's over. It's not working maybe the best way that he would have wanted it to, and it's time to start putting pucks into the net and frustrating them that way. He's too important offensively yeah. for this team. He can't afford to be yeah, getting he into can't those be in the box all the time. Yeah, no. it's, it's hurting the team right now. It's a good start. That's where you want, and even you know Sutter said it. You're going to want that at the start of every series, but now with a tied two-two series, it's time to change things up and change the play style positive coming for the flames this year i mean the series is tied 2-2 so it's a best of three now i mean they they're in this um all the games have been close i mean i think the flames have probably outplayed them most yeah. mo- pretty much the entirety of this series is just dallas is just kind of like that they they sit back they wait they take their chances jacob markstrom hasn't been a problem whatsoever the no, guy has gone toe-to-toe yeah. with ottinger um, I think, yeah, it's just those big guns need to start coming through. Lindholm's doing his job, but you need some of those depth pieces too, like Mangiapane. He's a 30-goal guy now. You're looking at him to create a spark. I know Dubé was heating up a lot at the end of the season. Yeah, Tyler he, and Toffoli. he played so great in the playoffs last year. Like, like Dubé just really needs to pull it together. So I, it's a 2-2 series. I believe I had the Flames in six, um, so it's still possible. I think I think the Flames are okay. I know. <laughs> I know Noah's been a little bit oh, yeah. concerned. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Noah, if you're listening to this, it's going to be okay, buddy. And <laughs> worst case scenario, Johnny Goudreau walks this offseason for nothing. So um, anything else you want to add on that series, Riley? No, I'm going to the game on Wednesday. Um, I'm excited. I think they have a new leaf turned right now. I think I'm going to actually watch some action and not the boring game on Thursday night <laughs> that I watched. Okay, I came back from work and was like actually frustrated because I was so tired from work. And I'm like, oh, I'll stay up and watch the game. And then it was such a waste of time. Uh, yeah, so yeah. that sucked. But besides that, I'm ready to just keep going on with this series. So it's been it's been a physical series like yeah. i know the scoring's been really low but i the games have been close and they've been intense games like last night there was a stretch in the second period there it was just opportunity both ends consistently like back and forth so hopefully i think game five uh that'll be an exciting one i think it's going to be a tight one as well both teams aren't going to want to give up that series lead yeah um Let's talk. Uh, moving on, the uh, Colorado Avalanche swept the Nashville Predators last night. Uh, it was a good effort by the Preds. They had their first lead in the entire series in Game Four on home ice. Yep. Um, unfortunately, uh, Connor Ingram and crew just couldn't hold the juggernaut offense at bay. Uh, didn't watch a ton of this series to be honest, because I figured the result would go something like this. But uh, Nashville, I don't know what you can even say to them to console them. Well, I saw a post last night. It was Nashville. Don't feel too bad on yourself. Literally, nobody expected anything more. 
So, you know, yeah. and that's what it was. Uh, I predicted a sweep from the Avalanche. I think you did as well, maybe in five. I think you said I five. I think I said five. Yeah, I think you'd Because I wasn't sure if Soros had, was done for the series or not. Yeah, exactly. So, like, that's that's tough for them. Uh, they gave it a good shot. It's, what do you do? It's a juggernaut Avalanche team who's really gunning for the cup this year. They're, they're playing differently. They all look different. Makar's on fire right now. He looks crazy good out there. Wasn't it 10 points in that series or something? Yeah. He's just... He's a monster among men. It's it's unreal what he can do just with anything. He's physical like he's just the complete yeah, defense. He's everything. Really. His vision is so good and it's really taking advantage of the every team they're playing right now. So I'm excited for their next series. Um and yeah, I didn't expect expect much more. Matt Duchesne, what a great season for him. And like yeah, just some guys had some really good seasons in Nashville. Yossi guys really stood out mm-hmm. and they got some stuff to look forward to still. Philip Forsberg had a career year, uh, 84 points in 69 games. The guy's a UFA this year. He's going to be looking. It'll be interesting to see what the Preds do with him. I think you have to keep him. Yeah, I think think he loves it there. I think they love him there. I I don't really see a way they lose that guy unless he doesn't want to be there, but I doubt it. Yeah, yeah, who knows? Um, But Nashville, they proved a lot of people wrong this year. Like I didn't expect them to make the postseason this year. They played really well all year. Um, They stayed structured. Um, In terms of it it really, it really hurt them that Soros went down. I think that 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 sucks killer. Yeah. Um, But there's, there's some things to look forward to there. Um, In terms of Colorado, uh, we expected this. They're on to the next round. They're back in the second round. They are looking to make the conference finals for the first time in two decades or something now. Um, They need like this. This first round series was like the warm up for them, right? Yeah. Now the second round, the flow going and it's going to pick up now. Now the pressure's on for them. Um, So, yeah, uh, unfortunate end for Nashville, but uh, I'm happy to see McKinnon and the boys move on who McKinnon something when that calendar changes from regular season to playoff he just gets angry yes <laughs> there's no other way to put it he's just mad yeah um people must be trying to like have pepsi or something in the dressing room and he just... <laughs> did you see mccarr eating a cookie on bed on the bench dude <laughs> probably That's got chewed out for that one yeah i'm sure he did <laughs> um other game last night washington florida a lot tighter than we both gave it credit for 2-2 series florida barely yeah tied that series up yesterday i think we both underestimated um the experience of washington and how much that translates to a team that is inexperienced it doesn't matter how good they are but the experience of a team in the playoffs really is just something that's kind of like hard to describe to anyone that doesn't watch a lot of hockey when a team has that much experience it's really hard to figure them out there's also that president's trophy curse that seems to be a real thing. Yes. I, the pressure of being the best team and like, yeah, you should cakewalk these guys, but the Capitals still had over a hundred points this year. The yeah. fact that they have to go up against the top team in the NHL, like there's not, I think that's one good thing about the NHL. Like any team can beat any other team on any given night. It's yep. not you're ever no chance. You know what I mean? So there's always a chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the the Panthers um, they need to take a different approach at attacking the Capitals too because they look stifled. Like Barkov and Huberto look completely discombobulated. They have no. It looks like they have no clue what they're doing out there. Yeah, Barovsky's uh, got to pull it together as well. We know we've mm-hmm. talked about him a thousand times. How he can either be one of the best goalies in the league or you know Barovsky. <laughs> so 
the Capitals. Um, Ovechkin was back in the lineup. That was our question mark the last episode we did. Uh, he has a goal. He hasn't looked like the game changer he is. No. Um, but the, the one goal he had, all Florida Panthers, <laughs> it's on the power play, obviously. No, we need no, we need to discuss this because <laughs> it, this guy has been in the league for almost two, <laughs> 20 years, and there are still teams that don't leave a guy on him. It's crazy. What? Why? Why? You have to take that sacrifice, even if it results in another goal. At least you know you're blocking a sure goal off. I don't know, man. I, that was I saw that picture and it. I, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, again. Anyone listening, if you want to be a special teams coach in the NHL, just go in with this idea of saying, "How about we just leave one guy on Ovi every power play?" <laughs> yeah, let's see it, how much it minimizes their chances. I mean, no offense to Nicholas Backstrom, but that guy's not bombing one-timers past a goalie yeah i hate to break it to you like it's just <laughs> crazy i don't understand how they teams just fall for it every time yeah and um, uh, kuznetsov he's been playing really good for washington right now um, yeah they just look good out there they look solid they know what they're doing um i wouldn't say i lose hope for florida at all but it's gonna be a close series yeah i think washington's proving a lot of people wrong showing them uh they're still that- here <laughs> Yeah, that club's not ready to to give up yet. And finally, personally, my favorite series that I've been watching this postseason, the Rangers and Penguins. Uh, although the Penguins, uh, minus the Colorado series, it's the most uh, uneven series in terms of uh, what the uh, series Score is at. Yeah. It's 3-1. Um, but there have been some great games. Uh, there was the overtime with the Malkin deflection, which was unreal. Yeah. There was the comeback by the Rangers, which they ended up losing 7-4. Um, just two teams. It reminds me of like the early 2010s. And one is a dying dynasty, the Penguins, with Crosby, Malkin, Latang versus the new sexy kind of looking New York Rangers team. Yeah, I think a lot of it, reflects um to the the washington florida series with experience um the penguins just look experienced and i saw someone talking about the about it the other day he was a rangers fan and he was confused as to why so many rangers fans were excited to play pittsburgh in the first round and he was like did you like did it why did everyone think that crosby and co are just gonna sit like fall over and die Mm -hmm. like they're not going down without a fight and they're really starting to expose some of the weaknesses that the Rangers have right now and that they're going to need to fix if they want to be a, a winning team. I I think people are forgetting how good Sidney Crosby is. That goal where he just bullies his way and gets his own rebound, there's like four Rangers defenders around him. Yeah. And he just must. It's not like McDavid where he just blows by you with speed. He just outworks you. Yeah. Him and Gensel have looked like unstoppable on some of the rushes they have together that they've scored it's like there was no chance but they were going to score there was no other way crosby has uh he just hit over 200 um career playoff points in like 176 games which is like sixth all time or something he's 34 years old yeah that's insane I don't he's know. probably gonna he's probably gonna lace up for over 200 playoff games by the time he's done yeah easily um yeah, Crosby, Gensel, Malkin, I think, looked a little on and off. He looked good last when comes, night. When he comes through, he comes through. Um, the goaltending situation was obviously big, so that overtime 
uh, in game one. It went the distance, uh, pretty much played two games. Uh, Casey DeSmith uh, was cramping up in, in the game. Yeah, he's now out for six to eight weeks, which is a yeah. huge loss for the Pens. But Louis Domingue. You just got Domingue, baby. Domingue. Alan the goat. client. Yeah, just <laughs> comes in, had some pork and broccoli in the intermissions, as he mentioned, and, and stole spicy, the show. Spicy pork or... <laughs> Spicy it was so funny. Yeah, was so <laughs> they, funny. they asked Gensel after the game about what they had in the dressing room. He's like, yeah, you know, granola bars and Gatorade and stuff. <laughs> Fuck. Domingue just had a full course yeah, meal. He didn't like, think he was playing for another year, man. <laughs> he, he wasn't concerned. Um, in terms of the Rangers, Shesterkin, I think we're seeing his, his youth and inexperience come through. He looks rattled. Last night, especially, he was letting in some soft, soft goals last night. It was it was harsh to watch because I know how good he is and how good he mm-hmm. plays, and he's just like a steady goalie, but it really was he was in his own head. They should have pulled him early into that game or at least given him a game off or something because he, he looked pretty bad last night, just to be honest. Gallant has confirmed he is starting for game five tomorrow, which is the right decision. Yeah. Uh, he's the Vesna winner this year. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. Like uh, that really, I, I think as soon as you bench him, it's over. You've admitted mm-hmm. that you've lost, right? Well, the Rangers uh, will get to go back home. They're down 3 1, and that MSG crowd, we know how loud it can get. Um, one thing I. I said this on the last podcast. I always had a soft spot for the Rangers growing up. Just something about the team and the history behind it. Yeah. Oh my God. I am learning that their fans are some of the worst people. Oh yeah. <laughs> to deal with as my, my dad's a Islanders fan. Right. And so I know all about it. Not that Islanders fans are that much better, but my God. Yeah. Rangers fans. They're brutal, man. They're brutal. You're never right. No, talking with the Rangers. They don't know what they're talking about either. It's the worst thing. I know. (laughs) Like, but you're you're always somehow wrong. Always. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Played hockey for a decade, but what do I know to this guy who started watching the Rangers four (laughs) years ago? Um. Yeah. Overall, uh, I feel like the Rangers stars have kind of been invisible too. Uh, Adam Fox, I think, looked good. He's probably been the most noticeable out there. He's just kind of the stalwart on that back end. But like guys like Panarin and yeah, Zabinajad, like Zabinajad especially, he's been nowhere to be no, found. No, but I'm seeing people like Lafreniere and Kako step it up. They look good when they're out there, mm-hmm. and that's like a good thing to see at least. But that you cannot have Zabin, like you said, Zabinajad and Panarin. Like Panarin, he has his moments, but I I haven't mm-hmm. seen Zabinajad. So, uh, I, so we actually, when we did our predictions, we actually had Pittsburgh going up against Florida initially. So things changed, uh, on our Instagram, we put out, I actually had the pens taking this one in seven. I just thought the experience would take it. I believe you had the, uh, Rangers. Yeah. I think I seven. Rangers in seven, seven or six. I think the rate, I think going home, I think this game five is going to be huge. If they can pull out a big game on home ice, taking it back to Pittsburgh with that momentum. I think things can look up for the Rangers, but we'll just have to wait and see. So is there yeah. anything else you want to add before, before we move on? No, I just, I hope that the Rangers can pull this one out to be completely honest. I'm like, obviously it'd be cool to see the pens go on another run, but I, I want the Rangers to start something with the team they have right now. So I hope they, yeah. they pull it out to seven and it'll be fun, but you never know. I think, I think Crosby's itching for four. He really he is, man. Yeah, I would not be surprised to see him go on a deep run this year. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I look at the Penguins' defensive court. It it's nothing 
sexy or special, but like we've looked at when they won in 16, 17, it wasn't then either. Nope. Doesn't look terrible. No, they're just, there's just so much clutch and like killer instinct on that team. It doesn't matter. Too much Domingue. <laughs> Louis Domingue. Um, <laughs> Heat Daddy loves him on Twitter. I don't know if anyone listening <laughs> follows him, but he was, I don't know, he went on a thread or something about how he sees Domingue being the starter there like next year and being like the best Pens goalie of all time. So, <laughs> yeah. He was in one, but let's move on to the games tonight. Um, we've got uh, Boston, Carolina. Haven't watched a ton of this, but it's a tied series. Boston looked like they really took control going back to home ice. Uh, game five in Carolina. Who do you got what, taking this one? I don't even know. I don't even like watching this series, man, because I don't, either. <laughs> like, I don't know. Any call, we, you know how I feel about Boston. Any call in that series has been brutal. The re- I don't know. I think the refs in every series have been pretty bad. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that's a consensus, but this one is just so much worse and it really ruins it. Whether it's Boston getting a power play or Carolina getting a power play, it's, it's ruins the whole flow of what they, the teams have going on there. And it just hasn't been that much fun to watch. Um, I don't know. It could go either way tonight. I'll take Carolina tonight, but, um, just doesn't care. No, just not really. I'm, I, I don't <laughs> think, you know, I don't think either of these teams are winning the cup this year. So, no, I, I don't think so either. Um, and that that the refing and officiating, right? You were talking about that plays into favor to Boston. We've been oh, yeah. over that. They know what they can get away with. They're just like the Pens, although not as much success. They're just a, that experienced team. They yep. know what it takes to win in the postseason. Um, I think the Hurricanes just because why not? Because screw the Bruins. Um, yeah, that's basically, that's usually my take as well. But like, there's nothing. There's nothing in this series that's really drawing me. And I know Marshan's playing out of his mind oh, yeah. right now. I think he's leading. He looks crazy good out there. Yeah, he's playing good. Um, Anderson's still not back, I believe, for the the Hurricanes. Yeah, I don't think he'll be back for. I don't know if he'll make it back for the series by the sounds of things. Carolina, just do us a favor. Just please beat them. Yeah, take Boston out so that everyone can relax a little bit, <laughs> so that the refs can do their job proper. (laughs) Um, The Toronto Maple Leafs and Tampa Bay Lightning, something I thought was going to be... I thought this was going to be a wipe. I'm going to be honest. I know. It's a little (laughs) bit ambitious. I got to be straight up, but um, none of the games have been close, which has kind of sucked. Two offensive teams, it's like one goes out way ahead, and then it's just over. Yeah. No team's giving that up. Um positives for the Leafs Marner has easily been their best player and positive for me so yes. <laughs> but he genuinely has Matthews look good to start he's kind of slowed down but the problem with the Leafs is right now they are giving Tampa so much time on the man advantage that you can't get Marner and Matthews out there consistently no they're shooting themselves in the foot which is what Toronto is known for they love to do mm-hmm. that I don't know why it's their favorite pastime but it's been brutal this series like all credit like listen people know my opinion on marner i personally think he makes every player he plays with better and i think we're kind of seeing it in this series because matthews like marner has to kill penalties right he's killing a lot of penalty time that's where a lot of his ice time has been going because that's where the leafs have been spending their time and when he when matthews can't have him on his line consistently at five on five he looks lost yeah he looks terrible 
like Matthews has done like, and I get Marner games three and four, he needs to be better. He still needs to produce obviously. Um, but man, their stars just look garbage, which is Tavares it's is just, Oh my God. I didn't even know he was playing. Honestly, I thought he was benched because he is actually invisible. It's crazy. And I don't, I don't know. I know it, it's bad for morale. I don't know how you keep a C on that guy. No, I it's, really don't. Man, he like I think in game four he took two penalties and each of them he just looked defeated, like skyward, mouth open. Yeah, like you know you're getting paid good money and you've been in this league long enough. Like pick up your. You got everything you wanted by being on Toronto and get going. Now you're giving them nothing back. Um, Nylander, I know he had a decent performance, but like he's hasn't looked like into it at all. He no. kind of looks just lazy out there. He does that though. I don't know what his deal is. <clears throat> I've always had a problem with Nylander and maybe it, I, I was annoyed with him fighting for like, you know, the contract mm-hmm. and stuff, but whatever you can look past that. And I, the reason I haven't liked him is because he plays like that. He doesn't seem like he cares all the time. He looks very, I know some players play like that too, where they yeah. look like they're not trying like Malkin. Sometimes that guy doesn't look like he's trying and then he just snipes one right he's just got it like that but nylander he cannot be playing like that um campbell you don't know what you're gonna get out of him every night leafs fans this is why you don't turn on players right away because freddie yeah, anderson oh <laughs> could have been in the vesna conversation this year but he had a season battling injuries and you guys gave up on him mm-hmm. and no offense to jack campbell but he is not freddie anderson as much as Leafs fans want to make him out to be yeah um yeah, they need they need to figure something out. But although the the games they did win, games one and three, they looked extremely well. They held the defending champs to like abysmal performances. Really, the Lightning just looked disinterested, like they didn't want any part of Toronto. Yeah, that's but, the thing. Like you know, obviously we harp on them for what they haven't been doing, but they for what they have been doing, they've been doing a very good job of it, and. To take on Tampa like they have been, like how do you light Tampa up like that? How do you light Vasilevsky mm-hmm. up? The, if they know, they can do that, they're easily a cup contending team this year. Like they, they're in it. They can score on any goalie if you can take Vasilevsky down. They just need to actually like be consistent. They can't draw. They can't do it a game and then drop a game. That's not how you're going to win a cup because some teams will exploit that and they'll win. So, well, there was a lot of controversy about Sheldon Keefe's um, deployment of his third pairing. Justin Hall got back in the lineup and. <laughs> Yeah. Steve Simmons <laughs> with the question of the year. Um, if you haven't heard it, just go look up Steve Simmons post game interview with Sheldon Keefe. It's hilarious. Um, if you're like, if you're Sheldon Keefe, what are you supposed to say in that situation? Like, what do you, whatever he said. Yeah. What his like, answer was like, who's our worst defenseman? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, it's your opinion, it's yeah. your opinion I guess. <laughs> it probably is too, to be completely honest, based off of that response. But, my god yeah but it's starting your third pair against i get it was tampa's third line but they got hemmed in yeah and then they sent out their big boys and that stamkos one-timer was just a thing of beauty <laughs> yeah i think it was a rocket it was just a matter of time for him before he uh lit the lamp so um yeah toronto and like we all know about vasilevsky's performance after a loss in the playoffs it's like 16 and 0 crazy crazy numbers the leafs in both the game those games where he's won after a loss they've still managed to get three by him yeah each time which is better than most <clears throat> so 
I think the Leafs are okay in terms of the Lightning. That first game, like even watching John Cooper's press conference, where he's just like, "Yeah, we didn't come to play. Just weren't there tonight." Like he knows. They know. The whole team know. They've been here before. They aren't worried. They know Mm -hmm. how quick it can happen and what the changes. They know how to win now, so they aren't concerned right now. Um, I think they should maybe be. They know. I think they. I think they know. To be honest, I think they know Mm -hmm. what's at stake. They know that Toronto can beat them, but they know they can beat Toronto as well. I think what's fascinating is, um, like, in terms of the Leafs, Keefe has line juggled a lot, and he has throughout the season. The Lightning have kept their lines, minus a switch out on the defensive end. I think there might have been an injury. It was Ruta in for someone, I think. John Cooper hasn't switched his lines once. He knows. It's like, these players play well together. They're going to get out of it. Yeah. Like, they just need to wake up. He trusts them. Yeah. So game five in Toronto tonight, they're back at home. I think, um, to be honest, I think the Leafs are a little rattled. I think the Lightning are going to take this one. I think it's. I think we're finally going to get our close game of the series, though. I was going to say, I think uh, overtime tonight, and mm-hmm. you go either way. I think we'll have our first close series as well. I think everyone's going to play a little bit more nervous, even both sides. Toronto might look a bit more nervous, but I think um, Tampa will look a little more reserved as well. Because they both overtime. know they can't keep playing like that, like with those no. blowout scores. So maybe uh, overtime hero Kyle Clifford will come through. And... <laughs> like, what are you doing? I don't know. Hit it was terrible. Instantly, as soon as it happened, I was like ready to text you because I was like, no way. Like, there's this is how they're starting it off is just this crazy hit from behind. Like <laughs> that, that reminded me of like last year. Remember Shifley just decked Evans when he was yeah. going for an empty net for no reason. Like, picked up speed all the way from Montreal's net. Like, yeah, that oh was my goodness. vicious. I don't understand. I get like intensity gets high, and some players see red mist. They have a bit of a lower temper than others. I just yeah, don't what? get nothing had happened yet. Like it, it was game one. You tried to gotta, kill some poor kid. Gotta set the tone. <laughs> set the tone with the suspension. <laughs> um, other matchups tonight. Oh, why? Why is one blanking on me here? Minnesota, St. Louis. Minnesota, St. Louis. Yes, two-two uh, game. Those have also been uh, blowouts. Game four is a bit close. Two even teams. We both figured this series is going seven. Uh, you had the Blues. I had the Wild. It can go either way. Um, Jordan Bennington got the net back. Yeah. Um, after just, a few rough starts for Huso. Mm-hmm. And he looked great. I mm-hmm. thought he looked didn't look nervous, as he likes to say. Yeah, exactly. He he reminds uh, me kind of 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 Washington in the fact that you know they they aren't concerned in the regular season, and I think that's why a lot of people trash on him a lot because as soon as it's mm-hmm. game time, he's ready to go. Like when it mm-hmm. means something, he's dialed in and he's ready to play. So. I think it's good that they have him and Huso now, and they know they can switch if one's having an off game. But yeah, Bennington looked great. I think that's something that concerns the Wild too. If you don't want Jordan Bennington going 2019 mode, because we yeah. saw it led to a championship. Um, the Blues are just—I don't—I have don't watch them much throughout the year as a Hawks fan. I just hate them. Yeah. Everything <laughs> about them, obviously, I just don't like. But they are a huge team. Oh yeah. They are fast and they are big. I'd be scared. Yep. Colton Pareko, that guy is he's gotta be at least ten feet tall. <laughs> yeah, on skates, I would not be surprised. Like, he he's is, a monster. He's a tower. Yeah. It's 
I don't know how as a forward you can like go up on the rush and yeah, that and be like, okay, I'm gonna beat this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like no, I'm not. This guy's gonna kill me. Uh, duh, drop. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to. Do I'm not it. going over the blue line. You guys handle it. <laughs> um, Kirill Kaprizov is living up to to his payday. He had the hat trick in game two, I believe. Yeah. Um, Jordan Kyrou. The wild offense. I want to Jordan talk about because he's that, looking amazing right now. That goal. Yeah. Um, oh, that was filthy. Um, yeah, it's just kind of scoring by committee for both teams, I feel. Everyone's kind of contributing to their part. The Blues have this rookie defenseman that was running the power play uh, last game, whose name I can't recall. I'm not um, sure. But he looked, he looked great. I'd never heard of this kid. Started with a B, I'm pretty sure. But he was... He looked like he had been in the NHL for at least five years running that power play. <laughs> it was great. Um, so, yeah, a close series. Uh, they're back in Minnesota tonight, if I'm not mistaken. So it'll be interesting to see how that one goes. I'll say the Wild take this one at home ice, um, try and bounce back after a, t- a rough loss in game four. Yeah, I, uh, I think the Blues will feed off it. I think they win tonight. And then uh, we'll be back in game seven in Minnesota. It's been another physical series a lot of these series have been maybe not as tight as we've seen in past postseasons but man the physicality is up in most of them and finally another really well it was entertaining (laughs) um some blowouts as well the edmonton oilers versus the los angeles kings game one was mike smith's um just maybe the worst decision he's ever made as a goaltender well it's up there and three yeah Yes, right. I guess I Mike Smith didn't like me talking bad about him like no, that. Just but DDoS your house. <laughs> um, yeah, three-three game. Uh, third period decides to throw the puck right up the middle of the ice, and then make it makes the save of his lifetime. Like, <laughs> it's like he did that on purpose. He wanted. Sometimes that. I think he does it, man. He's like, I want to do something flashy. I've had those moments as a goalie. You're like. I could be in better position for the save. And then you make a flashy <laughs> save and sometimes it bites you back. And that's what happened with him there. Um, so it was looking like the Oilers were not in a good spot. It looked like the Oilers of old after that game. Um, and then Connor McDavid put on his pouty face in the <laughs> post game press conference and decided to get pissed off and win. Yep. Um, dominate the next two games, him, Evander Kane had a hat trick in there. Uh, Zach Hyman potted some dry cycle was lights out Yamamoto. So it was, it was scoring by committee for the Oilers in games two and three. And then game four, the LA Kings, uh, brought it back and Jonathan quick turned back the clock 10 years, making some unreal stops to tie this series at two. Yeah. Uh, quick looks like he's 20 years old again. LAC did start the series and, um, yeah, it's been fun to watch him. I guess Smith, he has been looking like he's a lot younger this year as well, just in general. So, Quick has to have like rubber bands in his groin, right? Like he doesn't have a human groin. Yeah, I think he's at the point in his age where they just left him. They're gone. Yeah, they surgically replaced. Like, I don't know. Like, this is a genuine question. Is there any goalie that splits farther apart than he does? Um, he is. I'm. I can't remember who, but he, there, there's some that are on par. I don't think anyone goes better than him. It, there's some that match his flexibility, but n- none better. If they can get that, like they need quick to play, like it's 2012 to win the rest of the series, because the yeah. Oilers have pretty much controlled play um, since game one. Yep. Um, 
LA is really struggling without Doughty. It sucks. It sucks that he's not there, but yeah. Um, but an even series too. I think we both called Oilers winning this, but it's been yeah. more. Uh, I said seven. I can't remember I exactly six, what you. Predicted. Yeah. So they're back in. They're back in Rogers' place tonight, and I think the Kings they play that structured game as well, right? They, it's kind yeah. of everyone has to do their part, get involved. And I think if they can do that again and Jonathan Quick, you know, stays fresh and can just stay healthy, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Kings squeak out of this series. Yeah, me either. That's why I have it so close. I put it in six just for, like, prediction's sake to try to get the number right there. But in reality, I, I'm not going to be shocked if it goes Kings in seven or even six. Like, you never know, right? So that's pretty much it for the playoffs this past week. There have been some other hawk news. We touched on the, the draft lottery at the start of the episode. Barry Trotz out in Long Island. Riley looks very displeased. <laughs> Not even just displeased. I was just confused. Like that was so so random. I thought. Like, did you see that coming at all? No, not at all. And I think it reminds me of 2018 when he won the cup with Washington. There was the the contract issues. I think because uh, he had one more year on his deal. But I think almost Trotz knows his worth. And I almost feel like two bullheads like him and Lamorello just had a different viewpoint. Yeah. on the team and i don't think lamorello wanted to deal with it fair enough and if that was the best way to do it then it might have been i lamorello is good he knows what he's doing so i'm sure it wasn't like some hasty decision that he made but i was no. just confused to see it i thought it was very out of the blue but especially because like if the islanders had played like they did in the back half of the season they probably would have made the playoffs yeah like, and it's not they, like they've been doing bad these last few years. They've had some really deep runs, and they've looked great all year. And it's, yeah, they had a year off. That happens with teams that are trying to figure themselves out. The last two years, they've lost in the conference final to the eventual Stanley Cup champions. Like yeah. that like, as you're. What else like can you ask for, right? We talked about it last year um, when the Islanders and Lightning played. Like that was the Stanley Cup final. It yeah. was. Yeah, whoever like, no won one... that series was winning the cup. It did not matter what else. The Lightning just had to play five more exhibition games against the Habs. Like it was, yeah, it was one of those two teams. Um, but like, yeah, Trotz came into an Islanders team. Remember that was in shambles. Like, quite frankly, they were a team that <laughs> could not stop a puck. They were letting no. over three and a half goals a game, and Trotz came in and just turned that. Completely. Yeah, they had all the right pieces. They just did not know how to work together. And so. And then there was another thing too. I think Trotz, he's the winningest coach in Islanders history in terms of win percentage or something. Like, yeah, there definitely was some conflict. You don't fire a coach like that after one bad season. No, I think there yeah, there's more going ideas. on for sure. Um, in terms of the Islanders, I don't know who their replacement's gonna be. Um, I think what it might be too. The Islanders, a lot of the people they've drafted in the last few years, they're very offensive-minded players. I look at a guy like Wallstrom. Uh, like Barzell's obviously one too. Yeah, they have they have a lot of these offensive-minded guys, and that just don't fit Trotz's system. And I think maybe Lamorello has kind of seen that. Um, yeah, they gave it a shot, a different direction. Um, I think the team has some structure now, and that will carry on with some of the players and obviously some of the coaches that are there. They'll know how to continue that. Well, hopefully, a new head coach can come in and 
uh, now focus on their offensive side where we need to see like Barzell stepping up. Well, and val- valuable experience too for a decently young team. Like a guy like Barzell now, he's going to be allowed to to have the reins to maybe go be the offensive threat he wants, but he has that experience of what it takes to win. Yeah, exactly. You know? Well, he's becoming more and more well-rounded every year. Mm-hmm. He's going to he's going to be a sweet player. He's still just got to find that that right system that's going to fit him and he's going to be one of the the best players in the league. Yeah. In terms of where where Trotz goes, there's been some people talking about him going into management role or the big uh favorite where he goes is obviously Winnipeg. Yeah. Um his hometown. Uh what are what are your thoughts? Where do you kind of maybe see him ending up? Uh I don't really know to be completely honest. I don't think he'll go to Winnipeg. I know people want him there, but I doubt it. Um I don't know if he keeps coaching after this. Uh, it's not, I don't think he was done or anything, but maybe this is just the step where he goes into a management role or something like that. Um, but yeah, either way, I, I'm not really expecting him to do anything crazy. I think if I, I agree with you, I think he's probably leaning more towards a managerial role, um, kind of switch it up. I mean, the guy's been coaching since the nineties, yeah. so I think he's proven he's successful. Um, I think there was one team that would be fascinating for him to go to. Um, he came into the Islanders, a team with no structure, no like identity, turned them into one of the most, you know, entertaining. Well, maybe to some, not the most entertaining, but one of the most successful teams in the past four years. I think in terms of a new challenge for a coach, I think the Philadelphia Flyers are just calling for him. Yeah, that's a fair take. You have you have a potentially you know Vesna you know caliber goalie and Carter Hart that needs a team that can play defense in front mm-hmm. of them, and I think Trotz would take that challenge and thrive. That's fair. Yeah, I I like that. That would be cool to see. Who knows if Absolutely. Philly's smart enough to realize that? But <laughs> it's okay. Chuck Fletcher will sign Mike Babcock to an eight-year, seventy million dollar <laughs> contract, and they'll. I mean, I guess Yandel already got scratched before yeah. 1,000 games, so can't can't do that one to them. Um, <laughs> in terms of other hockey news, I really didn't have much else, Riley. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to touch on. No, I think the Vesna candidates just got announced, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Shesterkin, Saros, Markstrom. Uh, it's Shesterkin. I don't think there's any disagreement on that. No. Um, there were also the... Oh, Eichel. Uh, Norris. The Eichel oh, uh, yes. injury. That just came out. Yeah, that came out uh, just before we started, I think. So we harped on Eichel lots last episode, and uh, we learned now that for the last two months he had been playing with a broken thumb. He's a Band-Aid. Which, yeah. Um, March 17th. Like, when was his first game back with Vegas? Oh, I forget. It was just after the All-Star break, right? Yeah, so man <laughs> that's that's a pretty close like that was he did not play much before he was starting to go with another big injury a thumb injury is not something easy to play through especially a broken thumb in most cases vegas probably would have sat him out they probably would have loved that ltir yeah. relief but they just couldn't, they couldn't afford to yeah have and i don't think he another... wanted to either right like he didn't want to he, he was done with the media harping on him for that so i think yeah. he just knew he needed to stick that one out he had something to prove and um just get healthy this offseason man please yeah this is now wanna... now's the time please reset don't waste your career i want to see this guy light it up again you're coming you're playing on a good team it was a one-off for vegas 
just come back healthy. You're going to be playing with Mark Stone. You're going to be fine. Yeah. We, we want to see the full potential of Jack Eichel. I guess finally the, the Norris nominees was Victor Hedman, Roman Yossi, Kale McCarr. No shockers with any of those three. Um, who do you, who do you think probably takes it this year? I would like to see Yossi take it to be completely honest, but I think probably McCarr. I think it's going to go McCarr's way. Uh, you obviously know my feelings towards Victor Hedman. Yes. I think I think the Norris Trophy is kind of overrated in terms of it just looks at the offensive achievements. Yeah, I think well, I agree. Hedman is, I still think, the best defenseman in the league and will be for a while. But in mm-hmm. the terms of what the Norris now stands for, I think McCarr wins it. Yeah. And that's no disrespect to McCarr. You can, no. Yeah, he he's a flashy defenseman. You want That's what you want to watch, and it's way more fun to watch than Hedman. But when you're a hockey fan... Hedman is what you want on your team, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you. It's just become the offensive defenseman trophy. Uh, we've suggested a few times make two trophies: best defensive, best offensive. I think yeah. it it'll fix it a take, lot. It'll. Yeah. I think it adds integrity to both both sides of the game. You know, exactly. Um, I mean, like Colorado, Devin Devontae's could be on the other side of that, right? Yeah, you could have exactly. you have fenders be nominated for a defensive trophy of the year so um that's all i've got riley anything else you want to you want to throw in no not really i'm just uh i'm excited for this first round to start picking up now now that uh there's some brink of elimination games starting to come to pace i, I think every game tonight if i'm correct with this is tied to two, two, two. two yeah so yeah you know we still got uh, this week's gonna be intense that's basically what it's gonna go like well, we'll end it off there. We'll have another episode for you next week. Uh, recapping round one, previewing round two, most likely. It'll probably be underway uh, depending when we record. But the playoffs are well underway. Don't forget to watch the draft lottery tonight. The NHL. <laughs> We're doing better advertising, yeah, advertising than they are. So we should get we should get paid for this, man. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'll leave it there. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.